the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 255 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, we were expecting an uneventful, boring Texas race. Did we get an uneventful, boring Texas race this weekend? Well, we got a bad Texas race. <laughs> I don't know if it was boring. But I don't know I, if I can agree with you on that. I was suffering. We're going to disagree right off the bat, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'm good with it because I was suffering through that race. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think it was a spectacular race, but it got a 13% or something like that in Jeff Gluck's poll. It wasn't that bad a race. I love how we are uh, we are definitely banging the drum for NASCAR fandom right uh, right off the bat. Uh, yeah, Texas, whew, boy, let me tell you. I don't know, man. I mean, again, we'll we'll get into all the tire issues and stuff like that. Yes, there were there were major issues that plagued this event and and really screwed it up. But I think if you took the tire issues out, I and shortened this a hundred miles because. Let's be frank. 500 miles of Texas is a freaking joke. No, we could shorten it 200. Yeah, we definitely could. I think a, yeah. I think a 350 miler here would be about perfect. Um, but aside from those two things, I, I don't think it was a terrible tech. I was, let's put it this way, James. I was entertained. I did have the benefit of um, watching it delayed so I could skip commercials. And it worked out perfectly to where I skipped the rain delay or lightning delay and got caught up right as they were getting ready to go back to green so i watched the last segment live oh man i was watching it sufferingly through the entire day <laughs> and uh yeah i had uh i was i was having to stream the race which made it even Ooh, worse yeah that, is, that, that does suck because streaming is awesome to, but it's just not yeah i was trying to be mobile around the house and <laughs> it just wasn't working out for me and uh when the lightning hit i I think I tweeted call it, <laughs> but yeah, we didn't, we didn't get that. So, well, I'd have been okay. We, we I mean, raced. honestly, that was, that was about the distance the race should be when the, yes. when the lightning came. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would have been fine, <laughs> but alas, we finished and, uh, Tyler Reddick. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Um, two points short of advancing to the uh, round of eight. Yeah. Unfortunately, but and, got his and third because of that becomes the fourth driver in four races, not in the playoffs to win a race. Yep. The, technically, uh, technically a playoff driver, but mm -hmm. eliminated. I, and, I would uh, call him technically not in the playoffs anymore. So correct. I, I think the streak remains. I, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, he, that has to be bittersweet for, yeah. well, this whole season has to seem a little bit bittersweet because he's having all the success and it's coming on the heels of his announcement that he's leaving. And unfortunately, anytime you talk about Tyler Reddy, can't really talk about anything other than, yeah, he's, he's going to be moving on. Yeah. So, I mean, what worst case scenario next year, he ends up in a Clint Boyer type situation in the transition period. I mean, he's not gonna be driving subpar equipment, but he's going to be in the, in the throwaway team at RCR. I mean, well, RCR Richard said that, or, or it's come out that they're not planning on purchasing a, a charter. They're going to lease a charter. So this is going to be a temporary team that they're going to put together for him if they run him. Yeah, I and uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. But after some another incident that happened on Sunday, he could he could possibly be driving another Toyota for all I care. <laughs> um, because yeah, we had yeah. some more interesting developments. But uh, nonetheless, um, you know, 
tires be danged in this race. Uh, that team survived, yeah. I guess. Um, Eric, I, you know, one of the things that stand out to me of, of, of the playoff run so far is uh, nobody seems to be able to grab this championship or uh, championship battle by the horns. It's it's looking like who's ever going to win this title um, could could simply back into it at yeah. this point because there there is nobody who has who has shown uh, has shown I I don't want to say has shown resolve because I I don't know you know I don't know what driver could do anything with what was going on on Sunday to to advance their status in the in the standings and now we have um, you know now we have these points just kind of i don't know it's just it's going to be who survives and well, we're going to talladega i'm looking at the the point standings right now um of course the ones we have have not been updated yet uh yes. with william byron um but i am looking down the list and i am hard pressed to find anybody who hasn't had some adversity they've had to overcome so far in these playoffs yeah um the two that came to mind i mean christopher bell up to this point but christopher bell had trouble this weekend and that shows Mm -hmm. Um, as he's outside looking in, um, I, I, I was thinking Ross Chastain, but no, he had trouble at Darlington. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody has had something major happen to them at some point yes. in this. Maybe Hamlin is the one well, who's, I mean, he, he's sixth. He got well, wiped out now. On, he got wiped out under caution on Sunday. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> So, but I mean, I could have had a lot better. Day. I would say between him, I would say he's probably the one who's had the least trouble. La yeah, this Larson. Point. Larson has. Yeah, but Larson had Larson had Darlington. Yes, yes, but for <laughs> the most came back, part, but yeah, for the most part, he's just kind of been steady. I guess steady as they come. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Chris Bell was doing really good. You, you gotta feel terrible for him in one sense because he was the first guy to advance um, right. two races into the last round. Now he's way outside looking in. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle. And, and with Taldega, you know, it's it's hard. You're, you're going to be hard-pressed to gain a whole lot of points. You're going to have to try to win that dang thing. Yeah. Um, but he could win the Roval, too, so he's not out of it yet. But, yeah, the a tough day for him in a bunch of ways. Um, Alex Bowman, you know, kudos to that team for sticking it out all day in the back. <laughs> but, right. Uh, you know, again, yeah, more more trouble. We'll talk about all the guys who had tire problems. Well, those let's are the... let's just let's let's go to the four hundred pound gorilla in the room, James. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's go. We're... Let's tackle the tire issues. We had tire issues galore in this one. I uh, heard a lot of people screaming Indy two thousand eight. This was not Indy two thousand eight level. Uh, <laughs> we could at least go more than eight laps before. <laughs> I did tweet. Uh, what was the tweet that I sent? It was the Texas Brickyard five hundred or something. Um, it, you know, it, it, you're definitely right, Eric. It wasn't the Brickyard in 08, no. but man, we had it had a feeling of dread the entire day. I was waiting for Reddick to wreck at the end, that's for sure. He was waiting to wreck at yeah. the end. He said as much. He said he felt a vibration. He was, you know, as un unsure of what he had coming as, as anybody else, and that was the longest run I think anybody's had all day was towards the end of the race with those... Uh, some of those guys that have stayed out. So, yeah, definitely a shaky situation. So I want to revisit something that I said last week. Um, I last week was talking about the the fact that I was happy that we're seeing attrition, that we're seeing parts break. 
And I want to clear something up on that because while I like seeing attrition, I've figured out what my problem is that I have with it, James. My problem that I have is that when we saw attrition in the 80s and the 90s, we saw attrition that could be solved by the teams going in and working on parts and making better parts. Mm-hmm. We don't have that option anymore. Right Now the attrition we're seeing are parts that NASCAR mandates that the teams can't do anything about to fix. And that's where I have the problem is that the teams can't solve this. Now, that being said, I want to talk about tires because I don't think this is a Goodyear issue. Well, let me let me preface what you're about to say by saying you set the bar there by saying there's things that these teams can't do. So then what the teams try to do yeah. to find speed is play with the air pressures. But which... you can't blame Goodyear in that instance. You can't blame Goodyear if you are going beyond the recommendations and, and breaking equipment because of that. I don't disagree. Now, I don't think it's all on the teams i do think there is some blame to go around here um but i do believe that the majority of the blame here goes to the teams and this is a risk the teams are willing to take because if if it works you win um and so i don't know that the problem is going to be solved and i don't know how you solve the problem we don't want to have to are we going to stick a nascar official on pit road that checks the tire pressure every time they put the tires on you know i don't think we want that we don't want the, you know, we used to do the lug nut check when they came in. We don't want to have to hit them with an air pressure gun at the end of the race and check them. Right. Um, you know, so I don't know what the solution is. Now, the one thing I will say is that it becomes more of a problem when there's no inner liner on the tires. And when you cut down a tire, it's catastrophic. Yep. You know, that... it used to be you'd cut a tire down and you could save it. But there you don't, there's no saving these things. If you lose a right rear tire going into a turn, you're done. Yeah, and you know, I think also the design of these tires. Um, I think people in the know in NASCAR, guys that are respectable, Dale Jr. Perhaps yeah. uh, these low-profile tires uh, may seems to have a major design flaw, especially when the car they're you're presenting the the teams with uh, has faster corner speeds than any car we've had ever. Right. Um, so now you're putting faster corner speeds, low profile tires and tires that don't wear, they just explode. Yeah. And it's, again, it's like you said, Eric, there's plenty of blame to go around. Um, but the blame isn't found on a single weekend here and there. It's a, it's, it's compounded by the things that continue to build. And, you know, Jeff Gluck on the teardown said it pretty well, even though he had no voice, uh, this week. Um, but he said, ever since whatever the heck happened at Daytona happened, we seem, we seem to be on a downward tra- trajectory of the car, the tire, everything seems to be compounded. And it, I don't know if it's the pressure of the playoff situation or I what, think it is. but these teams are definitely gambling at a high rate and it's, it's biting some dudes in, in the butt. I think you way. can. I think you can point to the pressure just because just by looking back at pit road issues last week at Bristol, you know right. when they're ma- they're making mistakes across the board. This is not. This is a. This is a Denny Hamlin sticking a giant piece of tape on the front of the car in the playoff in the final race at Phoenix. You know, yep. that's this is that's what these guys are doing right now. They're they're overcompensating and 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 hurting themselves as a result. Now I saw a lot of people screaming on Twitter that we need another tire war. 
Um, guys, no. I lived through the 90s, um, and some drivers did not. Uh, and we don't need a tire war. Um, nope. That did not do well for our, our series. Um, I also question whether there's another a tire manufacturer that could come in and do what Goodyear is doing. Um, I mean, Hoosier certainly has tires available. They they supply race tires all over the country. They've, uh, while it's General Tire on the on the Arca series, those are Hoosier tires. They're mm -hmm. it's the same company. Yeah. Um, but they they don't have the means to produce tires like Goodyear's producing. Nope. You know, Michelin runs low profile tires in sports car series and stuff like that. But we're talking cars that are half the weight and don't have near the the downforce and the turns that we have in these Cup cars. So. Right. It's not just an easy solution, but it it is something that needs to be fixed. And I, like I said, I, I question, you know, I mean, we don't have all the data. You got crew chiefs out there that are saying that, you know, they don't have to push them as much as they're pushing them. But if, if you don't mandate where they can push them to, people are going to. And so the question becomes then, is it, I mean, is it really a problem then if they're going to continue to push it, then let them push it and pay the consequences. But the problem is, is that when you want a 500, 500 mile race that goes, you know, five hours long because we have caution after caution, we look like idiots. Yeah. And, and you know what, Eric, too, the other issue in, and this race is a great example of it that we haven't even touched on yet is if this crap continues at the rate that it's going, uh, somebody's going to get really hurt. And yeah. Cody Ware, um, I doubt that they were pushing the tire pressure issue to gain a whole heck of a lot of speed, and uh, he hit the wall. Eric, he hit the wall. He didn't I, cut a tire down though, did he? He just lost it, I believe. I think he, yeah, I think he may have just lost it because he over but, he overcorrected back, and that's what caught, caught him into the wall. Which yes. is another problem we're having with these cars is they're spinning out, which I think is a good thing. We want them to be on the edge of control. We want them to. We want the best yep. drivers in the world to struggle to keep control of these cars. But, um, but the if, impact uh, thing is definitely something that needs to be fixed as well. Yeah, if guys keep pounding the wall like this, we've already got one Hall of Famer uh, sitting out with yeah. a head injury. Cody Ware got taken out on a stretcher. Uh, when's the last time, Eric, that we've had two drivers now and, and could could possibly be more after Daytona too? Um, when's the last time we've had two drivers basically banged up in, in such a way at the same time? It's, um, it's been a bit. Chase Elliott had tweeted out after the race that we should never go forward with with new technology and take a step backwards um, with performance and, and other things. And, and I agreed with him and, and said safety as well. You know, yeah. um, this is a ticking seems, time bomb right now. Yeah. It, and and I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel great about where we're headed on Sunday. No, Um it's it's i mean the only thing that i the only thing i actually feel good about with talladega james is that the hits are harder yeah. and this car seems to be better in harder hits yeah um it's the soft hits i think that we need to be scared of it's it's the new hampshire's it's the you know the martinsville's it's the, the tracks you're not hitting as high as speeds at i think that we need to be concerned with yep. um I, I got another I, i've got a few soapboxes lined up here next to me uh that's great for this podcast tonight james and i'm gonna get i'm gonna pull one out that i've had out Let's go. multiple times before I don't think I've had it out this season, but I brought it out in past podcasts and I'm going to do it again. And this was brought up on uh, Dover River Clear this week. It was a question from one of their listeners. Uh, and I will ask it again. Why in the hell do we not have a wall between the track and pit road? Yeah. Why yeah. are there tracks on a circuit where there is not a wall protecting the crews on pit road? Cody, Cody Ware 
would not have slammed into that pit wall if there was a wall in the inside of that track. Yep. I don't understand. And and not only that, but going toward an opening, I mean, that, that car was wide open. His throttle was stuck. If he would have hit that opening, that could have been really, really bad. Eric, I was at Michigan when Mark Martin came within yeah. inches, inches of being really, really hurt or possibly dead. Yeah. From hitting a pit wall. And that change, they, now I think those openings have right angles. Yeah. Um, but my God, we've got to do something. We got to do a better job. And, and the worst tracks. thing is, is we're going to a worse place than that this week, which yes. doesn't have one. Yep. I mean, you, how many times have we seen cars crash into the pit wall? It doesn't happen every day, but it happens. Not yeah. only that, but we stand out there. We have tons of people standing on pit road during qualifying around these cars, not paying attention to cars on the track. All it's going to take is one thro- one stuck throttle. And, yep. and we just, we have a major fatality incident waiting to happen. And I just don't understand it. It's we've put safer barriers all the way around these damn tracks. Why can't we put up a concrete wall? Yeah, I I think of you every time something like this happens where a driver hits a weird angle because I remember when you and I were at Michigan, um, twenty eighteen I believe right Eric, and we were at the truck race mm-hmm. and one of the drivers hit the wall right where you were standing yeah, right, right <laughs> above the tunnel like, in turn one. Yeah, I was like really worried. I was like worried <laughs> for like five minutes. I like texted you because and like nobody hits there. Right. And I'm like, dang, Eric was right there. <laughs> so, um, you know, anytime, you know, anytime we're racing on these racetracks, somebody can hit anything. Yeah. Um, Kyle Busch at Daytona breaking his leg, you know, yeah. Mark Martin went through a freaking chain link fence at Talladega. Yeah. Guardrail and a um, chain, chain link fence. Yep. A couple of them. Actually. So yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I, that's a good one because that, that accident was, was bad from the start when he basically bent the safer barrier and stuck into the right. wall. And then ricocheted off with a throttle stuck and no brakes because his car was completely destroyed. I just don't understand why we got to wait for somebody to get hurt before, or worse, before we put. We've done so much for safety on pit road. I just don't understand why we can't put a wall up. And and the thing is, is okay, so maybe we don't want to make pit road to where there's not an escape hatch. You know, there's not an escape route for the the cars. We want to make pit road so it's wider. You don't have to put the wall. Right on pit road either. You can run it curved. At Michigan, it used to be like that for years. Mm-hmm. It was curved all the way through the trial. It ran right through the center of the grass, not up by pit road. Yep. There's options they can do to to solve this issue. And I'm going to stand in the soapbox until it's done. And yep. unfortunately, I think somebody's going to have to get hurt for it to be done. Yep. Uh, I just don't. I don't understand why. Yep. <sighs> I had nothing to add. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> is there anything else to talk about with tires before we move on to the other controversy or one of the other um, controversies from the weekend? Because there were a few. Yeah, I mean, we. I, we oh, I will. I will mention on the Cody Ware thing. The team does did say that they expect him to be cleared to run Sunday at Talladega. So, yeah, um, looks like he won't miss miss out on a race. Um, past concussion protocol and all that stuff after the incident in the infield care center had a sore ankle, but nothing broken. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he is okay. So he didn't have to go to a real hospital. Right. He stayed in the infield care center, which when they said that he was staying there, I was like, okay, yes, yeah. but he took a long time to come out. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he was yelling for help after he was stopped on pit road too. So I, this is my soapbox, Eric, because I just, I, and I have nothing left to say on it at this point. It's just, uh, I just can't believe we continue to have these problems. I don't know. I want to see action, but I NASCAR has said literally nothing about safety right now. They have 
basically just kind of dusted this under the rug. And I just, man, the last time we started dusting stuff under a rug, mm-hmm. bodies were piling up. Yep. And I just, I, I, I am just, hopeful, man. James, that they that there are things going on behind the scenes that we don't see. I just, yeah. I don't, and, and you know, I wanted to pull the remarks, um, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, Justin Marks was on Sirius XM uh, yesterday, I believe, and had some comments about this and essentially said, I was reading some of the tweets, essentially said that this is, this is a new car, new tire, new car, can't expect to come in and have everything be right right off the bat, that it's going to be a work in progress. And he's right. Um, but let's be open about the work in progress then let's, let's be open yeah. about the things that we're looking at because, um, you know, I, I mean, can, it's can, obvious the drivers don't have all the details or at least one particular one driving a number four Ford. Uh, cause he's been pretty vocal about it. So maybe at yeah. least have a meeting Him. with Harv and say, Hey, this is what we're working on. Harv, get on your the, soapbox and tell people. Yeah. Two champions, the four and the 19, right. Martin tricks junior as well. Um, and Martin's never been one to really say a whole heck of a lot, but he's, he's been barking about this. Yep. Can you, you know, I thought about this today randomly, Eric, do you remember when the next gen car was supposed to make its debut? Yeah. It's supposed to be before COVID the year yeah. earlier, 2021. Yep. And can you imagine if oh, we didn't have that extra time to no figure some of this other stuff out? I mean, Jesus. to be fair, in theory, we wouldn't have had the problem getting um, parts and stuff, too. The supply True. chain issues wouldn't be there. Yep. But still, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy about, to think about. Yeah. Random thought I had today um, was just, yeah, well, this car was supposed to be in its second year right right now. Yeah. And it, now we're, we're learning um, from extra t- <laughs> from from extra preparation time that we had uh yeah this is what we've got so uh denny hamlin uh you got in the notes denny hamlin adds byron to the do nothing about it list <laughs> yeah i couldn't help myself sorry um i would i would say that things are probably a little bit more even now uh after nascar took 25 driver and owner points away from william byron and find him fifty thousand dollars today yeah, knocks uh, knocks him from third in the points to below the cut line, ninth for William Byron. And might I add, as much of uh, much as I enjoy William Byron, um, deserves to yeah. be cracked a little bit on the hand for what he did. So I have a couple thoughts on this. First of all, I have a couple thoughts as well. So I'll let you start because I think you and I. Might be aligned on this, but let's. I want to hear where you, where you're coming from. I feel like we've been doing this, hitting people under caution stuff for about thirty years, and I don't remember anything ever coming of it. Why is this a big deal? Um, because he dumped him. I'm not saying it shouldn't be, <laughs> but I I just I feel like suddenly this is, I don't know, man. Twenty five twenty five points. That's a big penalty. I don't care about the money. The money, I, I think he should have been fined money. I don't know if he should have been fined any points, to be honest. Well, if here, here's the thing. If NASCAR gets the call right in the first place. Right. And gives if, Hamlin his spot back. Nope, and, I disagree. I, <laughs> I don't think Hamlin should get his spot back if Byron goes to the back. Yeah, but. I get it. I understand. But the precedent has been set okay. in the past that, that Hamlin should not get his spot back. Okay. There have so, been too many races lost by drivers. Ask Marcus Ambrose about maintaining. Let me let me give speed. you. Okay, Eric. Let me give you a scenario. Let me give you a scenario uh-huh. here. Kyle Larson. I, is, I understand where you're gonna go. You're okay. gonna go. You're gonna go to the championship 
final, yep. right? Yeah. So I get it. I understand what you're going to go, and I don't disagree with you. And I think maybe that race becomes a different situation then. But I think the precedent is that you don't get your spot back. Hell, Jeff Gordon had the track wreck his car, and he didn't get his spot back. You know, I just, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can. Jeff Gordon also had a, had a race where they got to, he got to get his spot back and a brand new car. Yeah. Well, that was an all-star race. That was an all-star race though, but that race doesn't matter. That's, that's Eric. I, I think this is a dangerous, this right here. Well, let's, let's put it this way. NASCAR needed to penalize Byron because if they didn't penalize Byron, they need to penalize him immediately. Well, James, they didn't see it. We all saw it. So I don't understand. If NASCAR needs somebody to watch the feed live. Uh, well, here's here's where here's my next soapbox, James. How many times have we heard this excuse this year or the last two years, three years that we missed it? We didn't see it. We didn't see that car sitting on the apron that got slammed into. We didn't see that car up against the wall in the corner that got run into. We didn't see William Byron take out Denny Hamlin on the front stretch in front of thousands and thousands of people. If we aren't seeing this then get some people in there to see it. It we is are... ridiculous. This is <laughs> there are Go. There, what are there four corners on the track? Put four people out there. There are <laughs> James. We I know for a fact there are not a there is not a physical spotter. There is not a physical person in each corner of these racetracks. Why not? Yep. <laughs> you know what pisses me <sighs> off? Here we go. Now, now we're now we're rolling. <laughs> so NASCAR does this huge marketing push a couple of weeks ago right, right? yeah and what was their big marketing push onboard cameras in all the cars james in every bleeping car we have <laughs> onboard cameras you're telling me that they couldn't take what what does it take to do a caution lap around texas a whole minute maybe minute yeah, 10 minute like and that. a half you're telling me that you can't take two laps of caution to slow the bleep down and take a look at the cameras that you've got literally everywhere inside every single race car and where us fans at home get to see William Byron throttle up and completely dump somebody <laughs> under caution, which might I add the thing that ticks me off the most about this and I'll forgive William by next week. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> what ticks, ticks, ticks me off about this the most is cautions. And again, NASCAR doesn't know what a caution is, but <laughs> cautions are a safety concern first and foremost you can't be spinning people out on the front stretch when there's a possibility that there's a safety vehicle or pit crew members or whatever on the racetrack because you're supposed to slow the frick down and dumping people is just about as dangerous as a thing as you can do when it's under caution yeah there now i feel better let let me add to mine that if we don't have enough people to have spotters in every corner we need to add a spotter. I know where we can find one, James. Let's find the person who runs NASCAR's social account because guess what? They tweeted the video. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They have cameras flipping everywhere. I get it. I, none of us really think that the person who's sending out the, the tweets from NASCAR is sitting in the tower at the track. But come on, if your social team can see it and you can't. And trust me, your social team sucks because they have made a lot of mistakes lately. Oh boy, we're never getting we're never getting hired by anybody in the industry. Um, the other damning thing about this whole thing is 
Not only do they have the video of the in-car camera, they have the dang audio where you can hear him throttle up and absolutely dumped any hand. Well, and I know that every team has access to the charts that show throttle and brake and steering and everything. Yes, and if NASCAR doesn't, I, if NASCAR doesn't have a have that at, at their access, they should have that at their access. So the NASCAR trots out Scott Miller <sighs> after James, the race. I, you know what? I know that there are thoughts about Scott Miller. I feel so sorry for that guy because that guy has to come out. So you know who Scott Miller reminds me of? Scott Miller reminds me of Sean Spicer when he was President Trump's press secretary. And he comes out and has to answer questions to the media when he knows damn well he can't say what he wants to say. He wants to say, look, guys, I know they're telling me to say this. I know it's a bunch of BS, but I got to say it because it's my job. But he's got to come out there. And say stuff that you can see in his eyes he doesn't believe. I wonder if Scott Miller's actual first name is Michael. Michael Scott Miller. <laughs> because he sounds like a bumbling buffoon uh, when he gets out there. I feel and so I know, sorry for him. <laughs> I don't think it's an impossible job. I just, I don't think it's an, I don't think it's that impossible of a job to trot out there. Because. It is if you don't believe what you're being told to say. Well, it, it's, it's a tough job if you don't do your job. Here's the Do thing. Your job. I will say that I have worked as an official in a tower at a racetrack, not Good. anywhere near the level of NASCAR. God. We also did not have anywhere near the level of technology available to us. Um, it's definitely harder than it looks, and it seems like it would be. But come on. We have got to start getting this stuff right. I give NASCAR credit for fixing it later, but this should have been fixed during the race. Why don't we do the Formula One thing then, James, where we penalize people? Penalize them 15 minutes later. I don't care. Get the call right at the track. Let's not have to wait till Tuesday to make it right. I, I understand NASCAR doesn't want to be political like Formula One and, right. and have stewards and all this other. I mean, Formula One, you want to talk about officiating gaffes. Just yeah. go watch how Lewis Hamilton didn't get his eighth championship. <laughs> right. Now, that being said, Formula One, there's a lot that Formula One does get right, even if it's wrong, because they make a freaking decision. In the moment, whether it's the wrong decision or not, they make a, they draw a hard line. Yeah. I don't, there's no hard line here. You've got Denny Hamlin and the team screaming to look at the, just look at the tape. Look at the data. I would argue that Hamlin should also bear some penalty for what he did. Um, He got real lucky that he didn't actually spin Byron out, but Hamlin also wasn't supposed to be there at all at that point because he had been relegated back where, back to where he rejoined the field. So he shouldn't have been up there either. Um, I, like I said, I don't, I personally, I don't really agree with the, with the point penalty. Um, after the fact, I do believe that Byron should have been put in the back um, at, during the race and probably Hamlin would have, I, I would have kept Hamlin in a spot until he pulled what he pulled on the back stretch, in which case I would have stuck Hamlin in the back too. Um, so I guess in the end it worked out better for Hamlin than anybody else. So when Kyle Larson's racing for the championship and gets dumped under caution by Martin Truex Jr. to allow, uh, Denny Hamlin to win the title, it will all come back around and everyone will be happy. Yeah. Well, Martin Truex Jr. is never going to do that because no, that was my example. I don't know why I chose Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. doing something like that is probably just as likely as Denny Hamlin actually wrecking one of these guys. Well, I couldn't go with Kyle Busch because he ain't helping anybody on his team. (laughs) Okay, so so here's a hot take for you. Kyle Busch comments on Twitter about this after the fact and made a comment about not 
or getting penalized for hitting somebody under caution and precedence being set. And it's like, okay, Kyle, I wanted to reply to him and say, dude, he didn't put him into the wall at 150 miles an hour. There is a difference between what you did and what Byron did. And oh, I don't, yeah. I honestly do not think, first of all, Byron has been, was pushed around this weekend. He's been pushed around all year and Byron's had enough of getting pushed around. Um, I don't think Byron yep. actually meant to send Danny, Denny spin in it. I think he just hit him too hard. <laughs> well, I think he hit him. And especially in that trial where Denny's probably got his yeah. wheel turned to the yeah. left. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah. He, I, I believe Byron at the end of the race when he said, I didn't, I didn't yeah. mean to spin him. I, I give Byron some credit for actually doing something. Unlike Denny who really hasn't. Um, that being said, uh, I didn't think Byron got raced that bad by Hamlin. I kind of felt like that was just racing and whatever, but I, I, I will agree with you. Byron's been getting, especially by some of the veterans, he's yeah. been getting bulldozed a little bit yeah. and I, I don't blame him for being ticked off about it for Me sure. Either. I, I think, just wish, honestly, I think in, in Byron's eyes, I mean, if he wins the championship or loses, loses a chance to the final four by 25 points, it's going to be a big deal. But, oh, God. um, yeah. otherwise I'd say this was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i guess if you're i guess if he wrecks at talladega i guess yeah yeah <laughs> it'll be fine but uh but denny's not gonna do nothing i'm so sick of denny saying he's gonna do something put up well, or shut, think, put up or shut up denny and and i think denny is tired of hearing his own voice because that the <laughs> in 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 that interview but post-race interview he's he you could hear him he's just like well yeah i mean we're, you yeah. know he's gonna lose points at some point well yeah, yeah he did so I guess it's over. Denny needs to get the distractions out of his head and just race for the championship. I think he's, I think he's one of the, fa if there was a favorite, if I was going to pick a favorite out of these guys, I think Denny's might be the, my guy right now. In one of the worst years of his career, right. he still has a chance to win a championship. I think he's doing at, just fine. Exactly. At this point, stop worrying about these other guys. Now. And kicking, and kicking and screaming all the time. I don't know. But. Now, will I say that William Byron maybe got too harsh of a penalty? Uh, Ty Gibbs also got a penalty today, James. Um, he was fined $75,000 and lost 25 owner points for taking a swing at another driver on pit road. Uh, well, it just happens to be a pit crew right next to him changing tires on a car. That's right. Um, I hit the RFK, RFK uh, 17 team. Yeah. Yep. I understand that NASCAR... Is this a soapbox? Soapbox? Well, I, no, not really. But Okay. So I understand that NASCAR... NASCAR, from a PR standpoint, to penalize, to sit probably the favorite for the Xfinity Series Championship out a weekend, probably a bad move. That being he, said, Ty Gibbs should be sitting this weekend for this he, incident. He, at, at the bare minimum, yes. should not be allowed to drive that cup car. Yeah. And that would be... I will, I will say one thing. That Ty Gibbs continues to make stupid mistakes like this, and I don't have his age in front of me, but I know he's young. And if you think about yourself when you're that young, we all made stupid mistakes. And I get it. I understand that he's he's really matured this year. He has made a lot of corrections. And I think they said it on DBC this week. In the moments where he's, he has a chance to think about it before he does something, he's been choosing the right path. Um, but when he doesn't get a chance to think about it, he acts like a kid would and does something stupid. And he needs to pay the penalty for that, unfortunately. Yep. Noah Gregson paid a pretty big penalty for what he did at Road America, and this was worse. Yeah. So I think this Ty was Gib worse. Yeah, and so Ty Gibbs is 19, and yes, um, these cars are dangerous. Yeah. 
Especially on pit road. Yeah, what's the, what's the speed uh, speed limit at Texas? Fifty five miles an hour. Fifty five miles an hour, whatever. So but sixty, really. Go go stand next to a sixty mile an hour highway and yep. tell me if that's you know dangerous or not. Doesn't look like they're going fast, but they're going pretty dang fast. Yeah, and you you're talking somebody. you're talking a foot and a half from you kneeling on the ground with your back to them. Yes. So if somebody were to cut you off uh, driving down the I seventy five, Eric. Right. Um. Yeah, that'd be pretty scary, right? Yeah. So if there was somebody standing next to you when that happened, how scary would that be? Well, I mean, if we pass a, a car pulled over to the side of the road, we're supposed to slow down 25 miles an hour and merge into the yes. other lane. That's God. Oh. Good so, God. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm sure Ty had no intention of putting a pit crew in danger, did not think about that, did not see them there, whatever. But you have to pay the penalty for that, and I think he should be sitting a week. Yeah, and John I think he should be sitting for both yet. series. Yep, John Hernemachek could be sitting in that car for this week, for all I care. Yeah, um, yeah maybe don't. I'm not. Him in the... I'm not going to hold this against Ty Gibbs forever. I just think he. I think he got off lucky with a seventy-five thousand dollar and twenty-five point penalty, and their owner's points. So it doesn't even. I mean, that doesn't even affect him. Yeah, Kurt Busch couldn't come back fast enough, honestly, for after that because it's just, you know, young guys making dumb mistakes, which I get. Um, but if you want to be up here with the big boys and you want to show, especially. When your, uh, you know, nepotism granddad is going to be kicking a champion out of a seat for you, you got to do a better job than that. You got to handle yourself better. At all, at, I don't expect it at all times, but dang, dude, when uh, when people's lives are, you know, kind of in your hands on pit road, you got to do a better job. Well, and when you're when you're in the big boy series, you got to act like a big boy. Well, go ahead. Well, we, and Ty Gibbs has a history of you know being kind of a you know, chicken about yeah. fighting people. So <laughs> handle it after the race, man. Yeah. Take your helmet off and go have a conversation. Well, and that being said, I think that's what, that's what, uh, that's what Hamlin needs to do. Yeah. That's what I would do if I was Hamlin. You know, Hamlin keeps getting in these situations. Just go take a swing at somebody, man. Yeah. Jeff Gordon wasn't afraid to get a bloody lip from time to time. Yeah. Especially when Kevin Harvick, well, that was Texas, especially when Kevin Harvick shoved Brad Keselowski into the Right. Right. Texas has had some interesting moments. Jeff Gordon got in a few fights at Texas. He has. You're right. Jeff Burton on the backstretch. I thought we were going to have one after this. I think if this would have happened a little bit closer to the end, we might have had oh, one. Oh, yeah. I was ready. That was the only thing we were missing in this thing. I don't know who I'd take in a fight if it was William Byron or Denny Hamlin. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, taking a look at this race, the results. Uh, Tyler Reddick, you mentioned, leads 70 laps to get the win. Did not place uh, in the top 10 in either of the first two stages. Uh, but managed to just get the win at the end of the day. Uh, Justin Haley, third place finish. Looked like he was in a ch had a chance to win this thing. Um, was running up toward the front as well. Uh, did not lead any laps, but great run for him, uh, for that team. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric Jones, another good performance. Sixth place finish for him. Uh, Brad Keselowski led 31 laps. Finishes eighth. Yeah, started yeah. on the pole. And, and he was the first one I had heard who warned us about tire wear. Yeah. Because he got the pole and he said, yeah, unfortunately... Uh, we're, I don't think we're going to be able to carry that kind of speed throughout the race because of tires. We had 16 cautions for 90, 91 laps. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 91 laps in a 334-lap race we ran under caution. One guy we didn't mention in in context of the race uh, who was leading while blowing a tire and catching on fire was Chase Elliott. Yeah. Who, again, in the, uh, yet another round, he's had a terrible playoffs. Yeah, he has. Uh, he is now looking at the cut line. 
Um, so his uh, his advantage is gone going into Talladega on the Roval. So that's nice for him. Um, another playoff driver I wanted to shout out. Actually, two two young guys I wanted to shout out. Uh, one, Chase Briscoe. Um, just not a great point. I'm he got to fifth place, yeah. and um, with the, with the penalty, we'll talk about points in a minute. But he's above the cut line now, and Austin Sindrick with maybe the greatest avoidance of a wreck I've seen yeah, all season. That was pretty incredible. I don't know how. I don't know how he didn't hit. Who who was coming across the track there? Eric was it? Uh, was it Todd Gilliland? Right, Todd yeah, Gilliland I was think, crashing. I think you're right. And I don't know how Cindric didn't hit him, T-Bone. Yeah. But somehow, some way, he pirouetted down the backstretch and didn't hit anything. So I'm not going to call it a save, but I'll say it's wreck avoidance. <laughs> so 36 lead changes among 19 drivers. Um, I think, you know, some of that had to do with pit strategy. We had a lot of leaders um, throughout this race. And plus, when you got the lead, you crashed. Yep. Um, the, uh, the first car out was... We got beat. Kyle Busch with yeah, a wreck. Blue tire. Yep. Uh, I asked what uh, what they can do to turn things around or how can they turn – what does he need to turn things around? Uh, 2023. <laughs> you know what's funny is that car he's going to be getting into has outperformed him. Yeah. <laughs> so far uh, this season, which is crazy. But you think uh, of it as a downgrade, but maybe it's not so much of a downgrade. Tyler Reddick's third victory in 104 Cup Series races, uh, third victory and 13th top 10 finish in 2022. Uh, it's his third top 10 finish in four races at Texas Motor Speedway. So pretty good driver here. Uh, and uh, Austin Sindrick in 15th was the highest finishing rookie. Joey Logano is your points leader. 12 points over Ross Chastain heading into Talladega. That's right. Yeah, since we're, and since we're talking about points, we mentioned yep. Byron goes from third to ninth. He is below the cutoff line. He was... 17 to the good. He is now eight to the not so good. So he joins um, Austin Sendrick, Christopher Bell, and Alex Bowman outside looking in right now. So, yeah, if you're Chase Briscoe, um, that, that effort. That's a gift. That's an, yep, that's a gift. He gets to go to Talladega in the in the positive, and then we know he can race a road course. So so Chase Briscoe may be um, maybe in pretty decent shape here. And I, I'd say Austin Sendrick as well. Um is not out of this thing. And Chris Bell, we know he can win at a road course. So I would say um, the only one sort of comfortable going into Talladega is Joey Logano. Yeah, there's no it's tight, Eric. There's Even no he's comfort. only thirty points out. I mean the wreck early puts him out outside looking into well, and so. if there's any history of Kyle Larson at super speedways, he'll yeah, blow an right. engine within the first twelve laps and he'll, he'll blow an engine to wreck. Yep. So we don't know anything about what he's gonna do. It's Talladega's no. gonna be wild, that's for sure. It is gonna be something. We'll talk more about it coming up here in a little bit. Uh, before we do that, we had an Xfinity race as well. The Andy's frozen custard 300. Noah Gregson manages to win without puking James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what, I don't know. We even know what to say about Noah. He has won every race since Darlington. He's four in a row ties <laughs> Samard's record. Yep. Uh, in the, in the, um, in the Xfinity series. Now he's in Harry Gant territory, I guess. Mr. Yeah. September. Um, I dominated. I mean, this was a kind of a stinker of a race for the most part, but he uh, he dominated again. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I mean, we, we saw him at Darlington. The boys got to meet him, and uh, he hasn't lost a race since. So I, I don't know there if he should go. be sending a card to the boys or what. But uh, Yep, good call. Yeah. So 
Heck of all a... the playoff guys were pretty good. Um, I mean, he was surrounded by Austin Hill, uh, Ty Gibbs, AJ Allmendinger, Riley Herbst, Josh Berry, uh, top six guys, playoff drivers. So not a whole lot of separation there, but um, the look, I was looking at the points for them, and um, I think top six are in pretty good shape. Yeah. Uh, and then it gets really dicey once you get out of that top six. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I still think we're gonna see, we're gonna see two JRM cars in the final four probably. Um, even though Allgaier's in sixth right now, they they're gonna recover. They've had a couple bad weeks. Yeah, and Josh Berry's right there. Yeah, I, I think you're gonna see them. I think you're gonna see Almendinger. I think you're gonna see. Uh, I think you're gonna see Gibbs up there unless unless someone like Austin Hill can sneak into the final four. But um, yeah, I mean, win Talladega and then. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He he could for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, Austin Hill's actually having a pretty pretty good year. Um, all can all things considered, so he's in the hunt. Yes, he is. Yes, he <clears throat> is. All right, uh, news items, James. Um, I'm trying to find the uh, the actual well, the, quote here. Well, the big news item we got out of the way. Yeah. Um, when we were talking about Texas, we, we couldn't talk about Texas without talking about the biggest news that just dropped before we recorded, which was the Byron and, and Gibbs penalties. Um, that's going to be the biggest news I think of the week. Um, yeah, I agree. I'll knock on I'll knock on wood because there's always something, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Larson likes things. to uh, Kyle Larson likes to give some hot takes from now every now and then to get people. Blunt talking. Larson. Yeah. Um, and he decided to start the weekend off right at Texas Motor Speedway during his media availability. Uh, his quote is, uh, it needs more than a repave. I would like them to demolish this place first, then start over from scratch. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts, James, on this? Uh, is he wrong? I don't um, think he's wrong. Honestly, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I saw enough this weekend to, to throw in the towel on Texas yet. I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. I think we fixed the tire issue, and I think this place is tolerable. Here's the thing: there were there. This was this race was my prediction for the worst race of the year, and it did not do that. Um, I think I think Richmond needs a fix before we need to fix Texas. To be quite honest. Um, that being what? said, there were a lot of people that were very excited about the fact that Texas lost the All Star race, James, because they said, "Oh, cool, we got a whole year now between races here." Uh, nope. That they can reconstruct the track and, and fix it. Um, nope. But no, because the IndyCar Series just announced their schedule today and they're racing here in April. Uh, and they're not racing on a short track or a high-banked super speedway Atlanta-style track. Uh, so I would I would guess that Texas is going to look the same next year. I don't know that they're going to have yeah. time to fix it between then and They're not and the touching fall. it now, no. Um, yeah, NASCAR seems to be dipping its toe into uh, let's make this another Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think that's and the solution either. I no, and the and the fans and the drivers all agree. No, we yeah. don't want that. Um, but NASCAR, of course, will probably do it. <laughs> I God, I hope not. That's what Man. we do. <laughs> Can't we just leave Texas where it is and desert it, and then go back to? I'm gonna. This is gonna be a win for you when I say it, Eric. Can't we just go back to Kentucky or Chicagoland and leave yeah. Texas and not ever come back? Well, we're never going to go back to back to Chicagoland and give the people of the city of Chicago a chance to say, why don't you guys race over there that, rather than here? Because right now that city course is getting a lot of pushback. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I would I would, Kent- I would I would like to see a Kentucky race. Now, here's – Brett Griffin uh, said on DPC this week that 
he thinks Texas needs to find a way to, to succeed because we've lost so many races in the Midwest that we need that race. Um, I, James, do you consider Texas Midwest? No. Neither do I. I don't know, why where, did he say I don't know that? why Brett Griffin was smoking when he said that because that race is nowhere near me. <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. He was talking about losing Chicagoland and Kentucky and, and Road America, and we need to keep this Texas race because the Midwesterners need something. It's like, yeah, Not Brett, you know, yeah, I know you fly a lot, man. You Do you know what the U.S. looks like? <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, the other we, thing that was mentioned, to, the other thing was Kentucky because there's there's four yeah. million Ford F one fifties. Well, they sitting. they moved all the Amazon stuff out of there before. They can move the F one fifties too. Um, <laughs> they, there was talk too on DBC about you know why can't we just take these tracks and and do what they did at Homestead Homestead and put progressive banking in and Homestead had great racing right off the bat and I will argue that as well that we've done that at several tracks. We've tried to put progressive banking in. Michigan has progressive banking. The racing sucks there. Um, there's more to it than just progressive banking. Homestead is Homestead works because of the size, the shape of the turns, the banking, everything works together at Homestead. That's why it works. Yep. Just slapping progressive banking in at Texas. I believe Kansas has progressive banking too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, when, once Homestead happened, everybody wanted to put progressive banking in and it doesn't work everywhere, so I don't know Bristol that that's a solution Bristol has progressive either. banking as well. Yeah. I think, I mean, I do agree that if we just, I, I don't think we need to touch three and four. I think we just need to take one and two and tear it up and put some banking back into it, to be honest. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think Texas needs a complete, a pl- complete redo, um, but I do think they need to put turns one and two back. Jordan, Jordan Bianchi said they need to put a short track in there, and then Jeff Gluck squashed all of his hopes and dreams. Um <laughs> So uh, I don't I don't know what they would do with all the suites and the infrastructure that they've got there. But yeah, they um, should make it, tell Jeff they should make it a dirt track. Oh, my God. He'd like that. He'd lose his, he'd absolutely <laughs> lose his mind. They, they have, don't they have a dirt track there? Already? They do. They do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Wanted to make sure. Uh, James, there was an IndyCar uh, retirement announcement today. Yeah. You stole my line, man. <laughs> um, I, know I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. So Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson said he's going to retire from full-time driving, and then I saw him immediately in uh, Alex Bowman's uh, Outlaw. (laughs) Well, then then Alex Bowman did announce, uh, without Jimmy Johnson's approval, that he's going to run the full World of Outlaws schedule. This beautiful thing, man. (laughs) Hey, man, I've seen Jimmy Johnson race on dirt and uh, and win, by the way, so I know he can get it done. Jimmy Johnson having an opportunity to race wherever he wants to race is a scary thing. He's going to show up everywhere. Can I, if I may, if yeah. I may, am I, if I'm allowed to challenge the goat okay. for a moment, um, why, why is Jimmy Johnson so disconnected from NASCAR? I don't know. And he, and he, he's doing it intentionally. Yeah. Um, like he doesn't really talk about it or dwell on it. It's like, he's only looking forward. Yeah. And I, I wish that we could get him to hang around with us a little bit more. He's the greatest driver we've ever had. I just would like for him to be around. Well, there's rumors, um, James, that he might be racing in May in NASCAR. Maybe. I, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's locking in for that all-star race, which is another new thing that well, there's also talk. Can, he might try to do the double. So I'd love to see him try the double, have him and Kyle do the double. Yeah. They can fly together. together. Flying together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be good maybe stuff. If Jimmy's driving for Tony Stewart. We can make it happen. You think Kyle Busch does his first year to be able to do it? Oh, I think he's been waiting his whole career. He's not to... getting any younger. You might as well do it now. Yeah, well, he's still at. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, yeah, Jimmy Johnson said he's got no no ties to Chevrolet or Honda, so he can do whatever he wants. There you go. 
Um, I put this back in the notes just because I figured we were going to have, you know, hot takes on everything. So I wanted to get a chance to comment on this as well. Uh, Ryan Blaney's crew, they appealed their loose wheel penalty last week so they could have their crew chief and tire changer for Texas this weekend. Yep. Uh, And now they've withdrawn their appeal. We've seen this happen multiple times this season, James. Uh, Should we, should these teams be allowed to do this? Um, I mean, it's all part of the rules. I guess they're allowed their appeal process. And I think if you decide to appeal, you have to go through the appeal. And then you run the risk of getting a more severe penalty as a result. I would say if somebody files an appeal, get it done. NASCAR needs to get it. You need to have a window. Yeah, let's get it done in a week. Why the hell does it take take two weeks to file an appeal? Well, NASCAR, you know, they don't. They just drag their feet yeah. on these things. Well, they're the busy. They're they're busy because they got to account for penalties they didn't make on Sunday. Well, they were yeah. They were busy checking replays uh, on a Tuesday after a, after a Sunday incident. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, to be fair, it, it would be difficult to monitor forty onboard cameras in the tower, probably. But you'd think you should at least be able to pull them up. <laughs> well, you could, you know, look at the guy who spun and then see who he was racing around within, you know, well, that was maybe another two thing minutes. That that, that uh, I think Dale Jr. said that they didn't realize on the on the broadcast immediately that they just thought Hamlin spun, maybe he had a tire issue, whatever. As soon as I saw him spinning through the grass, I'm like, oh, I bet you William Byron hit him. Yeah, well, I, I, we should note that earlier in this race, didn't Cole Custer crash under caution too, on his own? Did he? Yeah, he, yeah, you're he right. Had, he did. That's right. Yeah, so maybe that's what they were thinking. That, I don't know. You know, tires are blow. Well, tires are blowing at such a fantastic rate that maybe everybody's just hitting the wall at the same time. So just, who knows? Just to put a pin in the NASCAR thing, like I get it. This is not an easy job that they had to do, and I would be. I I I think I've been pretty graceful over the past couple of years, and not completely just blowing them out of the water when they make a mistake. But how many times? Do they get to make these mistakes before we finally call them on the carpet for it? I mean, well, Eric, it's just you, so common. Eric, lately. you work in journalism. Yeah. If you get the facts wrong every single week, yeah, wouldn't your wouldn't your boss come knocking on the door and be like, "Hey, man, yeah, tighten it up or get out." Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. Good for thought. Good for thought. Uh, one good thing, Kurt Busch was in Charlotte today. He was, <coughs> excuse me, helping paint oh the walls. Yeah, right. Uh, helping paint the walls for breast cancer awareness at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And uh, we had a chance to talk with media a little bit and says he still hopes to race yet this year, James. He hopes to make a return to his car this season. Sounds like he's been having vision issues um, since the wreck. Yeah. Um, I've been having vision issues too, but I'm just old. So maybe. (laughs) Well, he's he's old. (laughs) Right. Maybe he just Uh, needs some spectacles. You know what I've noticed as I've gotten older? Yeah. You know, my, my kids like to play ring around the Rosie with me uh-huh. and I can only do like five turns and I'm, right. I'm out of it. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't spin and spin and spin anymore. Um, I used to ride they, roller coasters, James, like, like it was nothing. It was fun. Yeah. And then I, I, I sat yeah. in a pace car taken off of pit road at MIS a few years ago and thought I was going to pass out. So, well, I was Richard Childress trying to yeah, take you out. It was yeah. Richard Childress. Did he tell you to hold his watch? When no, he, went, he did not. Oh, he he did oh. not. <laughs> Um, I do, I, I, all seriousness, no, I, I do hope we see Kurt back in the car, although with everything going on with safety in these cars, yeah. I, you know, if he takes his time, let's not rush it, Kurt, just come back next year. I, I don't know. Unless you're not planning on coming back next year, then sure. Come back. And I mean, I, I, I want, like you said, I want to see Kurt back as soon as possible, but I want Kurt to be healthy and come back. Um, yeah. so just take your time. The man's accomplished literally everything. Yeah. 
he can't there's not much left on the on the checkoff list yeah first battle hall of famer right yeah talk to yep absolutely talk to dale jr and ask him what he thinks and i I think you know eric honestly you know i wanted to touch on this and this is actually a good spot to do it Mm -hmm. you know with the tires blowing like they were at texas um i kept hearing it in dale jr's voice concern 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 And I just I, I, I have to correlate that with his experience. And I wonder, you know, what you know, what he has talked to Kurt Bush about already. Right. This stuff. Oh, I'm sure they've um, had conversations. I, you know, here's the thing. Nobody's got better insight than Dale Jr. on this. When Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jr. came back, he I remember him wrecking at Talladega and watching him in the car after the wreck, hold his finger up in front of his eyes, checking his vision like we don't need Kurt coming back doing that stuff. We don't need him yeah. to be so concerned every time he hits the wall that he's got another concussion. Yeah. Um, that I love Dale jr. And love seeing him run this final season, but man, I, that I just, that I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, that's was, not what we want to see from these. Yeah. Guys. And, and any, everybody who watched Dale jr. Race that last season, he was, he was done. Yeah. He was out there. He was out there for the fans. Yeah. Um, Tony Stewart was very similar to that. Although, yeah. We don't know, you know, Tony never had a history of head injuries, but um, guys get to a certain point, you know, and it's just not, it's just not there. And, and uh, you know, I, I wonder about some of our older stars like Kurt and Kevin who have been around since the early 2000s. Um, yeah. It's been a long time now. So would hate yep. to see him, would love to see him go out on his terms, hate to see him get hurt basically yeah. is where I'm at with this. Yep. Agree a hundred percent, but uh, good to hear from Kurt and good to see him yeah, back absolutely. at the track absolutely. in some capacity. So. Uh, anything else we missed, James? Anything break while we're here on? I've been at the old scouring the Twitterverse, but nothing, uh, nothing breaking yet. So nothing, I think we're okay to finish this bad boy up. Nothing on the Twitters. Are we going to run into rain at, Ta- at Talladega this weekend? Oh boy! Well, we've got a hurricane bearing down on us. We have a hurricane um, bearing I'm... down on us. I I haven't followed exactly what the path is, but I heard that it could affect the race. Um, that being said, Talladega also is opening up free camping to people trying to get away from the hurricane. So I don't know if getting away from the hurricane by going into the path of the hurricane is a great idea in a camper, but apparently Talladega thinks it is. So, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I'm actually worried about our buddy Todd. Yeah. The rain has been following him everywhere. So yeah. Even when it wasn't supposed to rain. Right. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Talladega this weekend it is my favorite weekend of the year, James, because it is the Talladega playoff race. Uh, if we thought Daytona was crazy, um, Daytona only had a couple drivers that really needed points. And Talladega, uh, I would say probably 12 of the 12 still in the playoffs need points. Everybody <laughs> needs points. So I think this is going to be a wild one. Yeah. Like even Joey Logano, you yeah. know, go go win the first stage, and I think you're in pretty good shape. Like get those, yeah. get those guaranteed points and bank them because uh, – well, it's easier said than done. It's this is going to be, especially with nobody locked. Talladega is always a little bit wild, and um, yeah, man, this is going to be interesting. This yeah. is going to be interesting. It's going to be nuts. Uh, coming off of our picks, um, which I have somewhere here on my screen. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I, I can do it really quick. I gained another uh, fourteen on James. Yeah, I was feeling good. I I had Noah Gregson on Saturday, got the win, beat Ty Gibbs by a sound fourteen points. 
and then Martin Truex Jr. blew a tire, and Denny Hamlin did not. And I was actually I, surprised Truex got as few points as he did because I thought he did better than that. He but. was running a great race. He was actually running really well. Ugh, yeah, man, another single digit day for James in the in the Cup Series. So I now have a twenty point lead. So I have a little bit to work with. And James, I am. I, you don't get you don't get to pick first. I know, but I am. I'm going to take some risks this week because well, it's Talladega. So, but you get first pick. Uh, it yep. is the, what the hell is the first race? The <laughs> Chevy Silverado 250 for the truck series back in action at Talladega. Who is your pick for the truck series, James? Give me Zane Smith. Zane Smith. Now, James put his picks on the notes already, but he has the chance to change them. So I kind of have an idea where he's going, but yep. not certainly. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter because I'm not planning on picking any of the drivers that he was going to pick anyway. Um, <laughs> James, I am going to go way out on a limb here, and I am going to pick a car over a driver. Oh. Or a truck over a driver. You know, those Young's Motorsports trucks run really, really well at Talladega. They tend to hang out in the back and win races when everybody wrecks out. Give me Kaz Gralla in the 0-2. Oh, that's a first for the season. Right? This late in the season, we have not had a Kaz Gralla pick all year. There you go. Wow. Probably won't have another one either, but I'm telling <laughs> yeah, so, you that 0-2 has won some races on, on restrictor plate tracks. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Didn't uh, Parker won? Did Parker win? No, Parker, Parker was in the 0-2. Parker didn't win in that truck, but Parker was he's, actually my second choice. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's running in <laughs> running for points, though, if it's because he's running he, the Xfinity Series race, too. Uh, he is running, I believe, for Truck Series points. Yeah, I, I did double check right. to make sure that Kaz Grala is running for Truck Series points. He is. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series. It's the Sparks 300. Doubleheader on Saturday, by the way, which uh, I used to enjoy, but I don't like those anymore. I wish we'd run Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, I, but... I think we might want to run Thursday doubleheader this week. <laughs> that's but... true. That's uh, Sparks 300. Who you got for the Xfinity Series, James? I'm going to go with Mr. Super Speedway in the Xfinity Series. I'm going to take Austin Hill. Austin um, I think Hill. he's going to be solid. Plus, he's in the championship hunt, so he's going to have a hopefully a smart race and uh, get through clean there you go i am gonna go james i went and looked at the last four races at talladega and i'm gonna pick the guy with the best average finish in those four races brandon brown i am gonna go with ryan sieg that's oh my, my pick god is that another first for the season it probably is i believe yeah, i picked ryan sieg before is. but not this season yeah it's another first ryan sieg <laughs> You are definitely. Using I'm telling you, man. Hey, it's Talladega. Every time I pick drivers that should win, they suck here. So, yep, I am picking from the back. Yep, that's good. That's they good. Ryan, that team is really good, and they might not give me points. They might just give me a win, um, or a top five finish. But hey, man, those guys and Ryan Sieg needs points because he's racing for the championship too. So I'd say if anybody in your roster gets you 20 points you should definitely be happy with that yeah. across the board yeah. because it's talladega man you never know what you're going to get if you get a good couple of stages you're you're going to be feeling good about yourself so there you go everything uh, else is a bonus cup series sunday will uh either race boats or race cup cars uh the yellowwood 500 who is your pick for the cup series james yeah i was gonna think i thought about changing this for a minute but um i'm gonna try to play it smart here because i'm playing from behind uh, I was thinking like I'd like to take a Bubba or even a Brad. Um, I always I always want to take Brad at Talladega. It's just in my nature. But I'm going to take Denny Hamlin to uh, just have a good race. Denny's going to be smart. He's the best in the business right now at at these tracks. Um, so get me a nice clean race, Denny. I just want to I just want to get out of here healthy. Let's go. 
There you go. Uh, Denny Hamlin was my second pick, but I'm going to take my first pick, and you already mentioned him, Brad Keselowski. Ah, you got Yeah, I know. I'm going to regret not picking him, I feel like. He's been so good lately. Yeah. They finally yeah. had that car dialed in, and he's going to a super speedway. Yep. I think they're going to be good. Uh, Chris Buescher might have been a good one here, yeah. too. Um, but, yeah, Brad had trouble at Daytona. Um, but uh, people forget he won the uh, he won one of the duels. So yep. did his teammate. So, yep. um yeah, I, it's hard, I love. It's hard, to count, it, it's hard to count against Brad Keselowski on a, on a super. Speedway. I love Brad Keselowski at Talladega. He's just. I I know Denny Hamlin's the best right now, but Brad, boy, this is gonna this is gonna tick off a couple of people. Brad's the best driver at Talladega I've seen. Now that's that's me pre Dale Senior. Yeah, you know I I was really young when Dale Senior was doing a lot yeah, of his see, dominance. Yeah, the difference with Dale Senior though is Dale Senior knew stuff that. We didn't it's just know that different time. Yeah, Dale knew the air that everybody knows now. Brad, the thing about Brad is he has won at Talladega in every type of car you could in in yeah. every type of situation. He won underfunded for yep. James Finch. Yep. He won probably, I think it's probably one of the five greatest races of all time when he had to win at Talladega when it was a cutoff race. Yep, and it was in that Red Zapple Ale deuce and that son of a gun ran one of the great races of all time yeah he never gets credit for it i think it's on when when brad keselowski goes in the hall of fame that's one of the races that goes down um uh, in his you know in in his satchel of you know great moments yeah um i i really hold that race in high regard i had never that's, seen anything like that's it. his 2000 winston 500 yes yeah <laughs> i just yeah you know you know tony stewart's got the 2011 uh you know, race at Homestead, that's yep. all timer. Um, you know, Brad, that's that's Brad's one. Yep. You know, of, of all the of all the greatest hits, you know, of Brad Kozlowski's career, that's that's the greatest for sure. I agree. Uh there you go. Those are our picks. Uh I will either sink or swim on this one. Boy, I'm I, I need I, I, I do love that we got this so it's so tight this year. Yeah. Uh because last year that we were we were pretty much over yeah. <laughs> at this point. So I'm good. I'm good right now. Um, all right. Uh, fantasy league, James, how'd fantasy league go this week? It, well, has, think, it hasn't adjusted yet. We don't, think. I don't think we have the adjustment. I don't think it's going to matter. Freight train, uh, got the dub, uh, by Todd and Baron speedway. He's had a great playoff stretch. Uh, Baron speedway, second green eggs and Hamlin was third, uh, overall standings. We had some, Hey, wait, wait, the... wait, 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 wait. Oh, I, oh, I didn't oh. finish last James. You were sixth. Yeah. <laughs> I, was there al- were... I was almost the front half. Yeah, there was a, um, so I was fifth, everybody fifth and up. Justin seven, one, three was over 200. Eric, you were the, you were the best of the rest. Yeah. Uh, I was first of the back half, man. Yeah. You were the first of the back half. <laughs> so yes, you did good. I should, you know, I do feel bad because I'm glad you did that because I haven't talked about you in the fantasy league in a while. So <laughs> I should say so, something about so you. Terrible. Yeah. Um, so I still hold the points lead, 130-point lead over Green Eggs and Hamlin, and then uh, the champ is here, moves back to third. So we had a little bit of a flip, flip-flop. Um, right right now, uh, yeah, Ranger was second last week, and now Green Eggs and Hamlin has uh, has 66 points on him. Um, so a little bit of separation there. Now we, the Fantasy League is going to get dicey for about two weeks here. Talladega and the Roval, I am... Uh, I am concerned. I just got to get through this. <laughs> I am in Eric. I know we joke, but I, you know, being an eighth right now, 
is kind of freeing, whereas I feel trapped. <laughs> I, I feel trapped by this league. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes here. But uh, yeah, yep, I don't have the, to care where I'm at. Yeah, the so. fantasy have to. I, I, unfortunately, I do have to care. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, James, you got any shout outs this week? Yeah, quick one. Um, iRacing just dropped yeah, their first, yeah, their first console game, uh, in, in collaboration with Monster Games. Did you get it? Uh, no, I haven't gotten it yet. The World of Outlaws, uh, has come to next gen consoles and I guess old gen consoles or yeah. current gen consoles and, yeah, and I old think, gen consoles. I think it's current and next. At yeah, current, or, or, is, or is it current and old or yeah. past? I, I don't know. Anyway, I think there's still next gen consoles. I, there's not I, enough yeah. people can get the. I did get a. I did I get the been around for two years now. So. I got the second offer from PlayStation or Sony to buy a PlayStation Five oh, and still didn't pull the trigger. So. Oh man, yeah. I I don't know. I, Series X is just too much. I don't know. I can't yeah. do it. But uh, it did come out for Xbox One, though, so I, I could get the World of Outlaws game. I am curious to see what iRacing can do with the console. Yeah, me too. So uh, it, this should be interesting to have iRacing technology with um, with the console game. But anyway, that's my shout-out. Uh, I might get it. I, I might wait on it just a little bit. It might be an off-season type thing for me where I have maybe a little bit more time. But I'm definitely going to give it a try. And then uh, I was super pumped to find out that the new... 2022 season is coming to heat five yeah right <laughs> a game that's going to be three years old right <laughs> so. i'm gonna i will probably buy the i will buy the the updated version for the switch yeah i have that on pre-order inside so, line or whatever uh, not inside yes, line us, whatever the hell it's called us lowly console gamers i was messaging Derek winner uh <clears throat> a couple of weeks back and he replied to me hold on james i'm just finishing up a race <laughs> and he's an i racer and i was instantly jealous i was like god dang it yeah He's playing iRacing, that I, son of a gun. I'm getting closer and closer to, to doing it, but I, I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet. I know. Close, getting I know. close very soon. Um, yep. the uh, That new Logitech racing wheel that was announced yep. this past couple of weeks looks pretty yep. good too. Um, but I just, I could see the dollar signs. That's all I could see. It's like a grand for that thing, I think. Yep. So, instead yeah, your hobby. See, I have to buy a computer too because I'm a Mac guy and I can't run iRacing on Mac. So, Yes. If yeah, they yeah. would, if they would create the software for a Mac, I'd be good. But because it doesn't really run terrible. But now that I'm on the on the Mac processors, you can't you mm-hmm. can't run it on like you could on the Intel's. You can't run Windows on it. So it has yep. to be made for Mac software, and I don't think it's happening. So, yep. Um, my shout out this week, James, is there was somebody I think you turned me on to him back in the day. It is on Instagram. It's diecast underscore series. Uh, his name's Austin, and he was the one that was building the model Daytona, um, the 164 scale Daytona International Speedway, or whatever scale for 164 cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and he scrapped it uh, a while back, had some personal issues and stuff, and had to scrap it, throw it in the scrap pile. Well, he is back, and he is doing a model uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway right now. Um, so he has pictures on his Instagram channel um, showing some of the progress that he's made so far. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So yep. um, those guys, all those guys, Baron Speedway was, I think, the OG for us. Um, all these guys that are doing these 164 scale tracks are heroes to me because I've always wanted to do it. So, yep. Um, and Austin does some cool stuff where he'll do like shots and stuff of the progress as he goes and pictures the cars on the track. And he may not ever finish the track, but um, you get to see the progress as it goes. It's pretty cool. So worth checking out. Yep. 
Uh, you got a jackass this week, James, or are we just going to stick it with NASCAR and leave it? NASCAR. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> I don't have anybody to add, so um, that's we, that's where I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah, we, we did all of the thumbs down stuff uh, already. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking, trying to see. I wrote down some notes and things I want to discuss. I want to make sure I got all of them. I did. Okay, good. Yep. Good. Got through them all. Um, with that, James, uh, how can people find you on social media if they want to hit you up during the week? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find old episodes of the podcast, show notes, links to articles we discuss, past race coverage, photos, and much, much more. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. I uh, hope you subscribe and uh, check out new episodes each and every week uh, wherever you found us today. We hope you subscribe. Continue to listen to us. Talladega Super Speedway this weekend. Hopefully it will not be affected by the hurricane. Uh, and if it is not, we will be back next week to break it all down and preview the Roval. Uh, until then, everybody, let's go racing. Uh-huh.